like in the movie Jacob's Ladder. You just throw her in a bathtub and, and she'll she'll cool down. But that's crazy. 106 seems like, I mean, I've heard 104. Yeah, that's like she's turning into the human torch. Welcome to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast with Abby Schneiderman and Jean Newman. I'm your host, Angela, and every week I'll be sitting down with Jean and Abby to cover issues related to organizing your life, home, and household. Abby, you've something has happened to you that's never happened to you before in your life. This is the first time you're experiencing it. You broke a bone I broke in a your bone. body. I broke a bone. And I've never... Congratulations for making it this far in life without having broken anything. Because I would have sworn of all the people that work with us, you would have been like, yeah, I've broken like 17 bones. I actually <laughs> this... realized I did break another bone one time. I I did. But but this time, I so I, I broke my wrist. I stupidly broke my wrist. I was walking. I didn't do anything exciting. I was walking up the stairs at my kid's school and I fell, but I was probably multitasking. I was probably on my phone. I was probably sending out an email or reading a document and walking. I mean, this isn't going to be good for your case against the school. So let's just say there was negligence at the stairs. I can't believe how damaged they were and go from there. Uh, It was crazy. And I just, it was amazing because I felt like all of a sudden where I, I, I fell and I immediately was so, I was like super embarrassed. So I just grabbed all my stuff and I was like in the middle of all these like middle schoolers. And I was like, no, it's cool. It's cool. And I'm totally fine. I leave the school. I was walking outside and I felt fine, but I was like, yeah, my wrist kind of hurts. And then later that night I was like, yeah, my wrist really kind of hurts. And then the next morning at 6am I, I was like, I think I broke my wrist. I couldn't do, well, part of it was I was at dinner the night before that night and I was with a, a girlfriend and we were talking about stuff and I realized I couldn't cut my food. That's when I realized I think I broke my wrist. I was like, I've never had that happen before where I couldn't use a knife. Call, I knew an orthopedic doctor here and I called him and said, is there any way I can come in first thing in the morning? Because I feel like I need, I I feel like somebody needs to check me out. And luckily I was able to get in, took x-rays. They were like, does it hurt right here when I press right here? And I was like, not really. He was like, what about right here? And I was like, yes. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, your, your wrist, you broke your wrist. So they put me in this cast. It's it's a great thing. You can take it off when you shower and that's about it. So when you put the, the cast on, do they not do like the plastery old timey casts anymore? Or is it just that now? I think they do. But I think for this particular, they put this on you. So, I mean, I I guess so that you can shower and maybe move it a bit more than when you're in a a hard cast. Maybe they could check it because once the cast goes on, they have to like cut it off. And the thing, and also the the way you hurt yourself, like don't feel embarrassed or ashamed because the thing is, this is how everyone breaks stuff. Like at any moment, all of us are like inches away from falling off a ladder, like being like, I don't want to get the ladder out. I'm going to stand on this rolling chair to fix something. Or this table seems sturdy enough. And everything will break. So the only thing is, are you lucky enough that when you fall, you could stand up again? Or are you going to have to deal with that damage? So I feel like most people that have broken bones, Abby, they might not be like you and say it's broken. They'll say, oh, it hurts. And I'm going to let it sit. It will heal. And then, 
a while later, it'll be bothering them. And a doctor will say, yeah, it, you broke it. It healed wrong. We have to re-break it and go through a whole surgery. So you were right to really get it checked out and to know that it was broken. Yeah, I feel lucky that I was able to call somebody super quickly. And it's a, a an old family friend who is happens to be an orthopedic surgeon. But I'm in a new city. I don't know who to call. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, luckily was able to get seen immediately. But um, but what was kind of crazy was when I first went to the doctor, it wasn't even in that much pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I I wasn't that worried about it. And when I came home, I was fine. And I was even, you know, on meetings and, and slacking and texting and whatever and emailing. But then to like the next day and for two or three days after that, I was in excruciating pain. Like I, I think I told you, Jean, I've never, mm-hmm. I didn't know the, the meaning of the word agony yeah. until I broke my wrist. I, I've never had, I, it was, it was more pain than, than having kids. Um, it was more pain than, you know, I had two C-sections. It was way more painful than that. And you've been through, so, and, and so everyone knows, Abby's not like a person who hasn't dealt with pain. I mean, over the years, you've dealt with a lot of pain. So for Abby to say this, Abby's not one of these people that's like, oh, I cut my finger. It's like one time you couldn't walk for like days. Like I know you had knee and you had hip and you had all these problems. And for you to say that it, and you've given birth twice. So for you to say that this was agony, it shows because you remember those moments that are like, okay, I thought I knew pain before, but something about this broken wrist was in a spot where it's probably hitting nerves and everything. So really affected you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even, it was kind of crazy. And and it was over a weekend that things started to get bad. And I knew I was going to um, New York for a work trip. And it was so bad that I realized I needed to call the doctor again. Called mm-hmm. the doctor again. And of course, it's a weekend and they don't answer. And I finally reached some on-call guy and he was like, yeah, you probably should be, you probably should go to the emergency room. And I was like, no way, I'm not doing that. I guess I wasn't, maybe I, I wasn't taking enough medication or I needed to take more Advil or whatever it was. I, I don't like taking a lot of medication. So I was probably under medicating. Um, yeah. But you know what, you know what I think cured everything or made it all start to get better. And seriously, I'm not, I'm not so into this kind of stuff, but CBD cream. CBD cream, I put this Arnica CBD cream on my wrist, and I swear that's made all the difference. Uh, I think that that is whatever you find, usually two or three days after, it's like most things. Like you hurt yourself, they'll be like, look, your body is kind of like in shock now, and it's going to give you a break for like a day or two. But once that pain kicks in. I was really, really fortunate that I had somebody to call in the first place, Mm -hmm. especially if you're in a new city. And you're still amassing all of the different doctors and um, you know various healthcare providers. It's just really good to know who you might want to call in yeah. in the event that um, that something happens. Because ideally, you can call somebody and not have to go to the emergency room. But also, kind of remembering what works and what doesn't to take away pain. And like it might be for somebody, oh, instead of taking two Advil, you should take three Advil, or um, you know whatever your sort of like concoction that you put together when you're taking over the counter, um, you know, pain relievers. And usually when people break a bone, like, I mean, usually the severity is okay. A lot of people, they break something, they know it's broken. They go right to an emergency room because really you don't want to put that off. If some, you know, you hear a crack, 
get, get to an emergency room. And then there's the secondary ones, which is like, oh, did I break my finger? Did I break this? Did I, you know, where you're, you're not sure, but it's just not healing right or feeling wrong. And that's why wrists seem that way, um, especially if you're not sure. Well, so you know what's even better than breaking your wrist? Get, having, having your two little kids get diagnosed with COVID the next day. So it, we've been in like a little bit of a healthcare bonanza over over the past uh, like two weeks. And one one of my kids ended up getting actually kind of sick. She ended up getting 106 fever. Whoa. And we, 106. 106. And it was crazy. She it was she was totally fine, totally fine. And then she did a FaceTime with my mom for her birthday. And my mom called me and was like, she doesn't look very good. And I looked at you know her and I was like, actually she doesn't look very good. So <laughs> And she, and she had friends who were coming over to deliver a cake, which was so sweet and so sweet of them. And, and she didn't even want to say hi to them, you know, from afar. She said, I have to get in bed. I'm so cold. And she went under her covers and she started shivering and shivering and shivering. I took her temperature and it was 104. And I called Ben and was like, Ben, her temperature is 104. And he comes in and does it. He goes, well, now it's 105. And then two minutes later, he's like, now it's 106. So of course I panic <laughs> and start, you know, texting my friends saying, what do I do? And friends were like, you need to go to the emergency room immediately. Other friends were like, no, you don't. Here's what you need to do. And so we were trying to triangulate all this different information. But but at that moment in time, I did not know what what emergency room to go to. We're in we're in a new place. We don't know where to go, like the ins and outs of which hospital does what and where do you get pediatric, you know, where's the best pediatric emergency room for, you know, COVID versus something, you know, even more serious or something, you know. So um, I realized in that moment that it, it when you move to a new city, it's really, especially if, you know, for you, for your family, for your kids, like whoever in your household, it's really good to know where you would go in the event that something happens to you or to them. And, and there's different places to go for different reasons and kind of figuring that out ahead of time, really good to do rather than when you're in panic mode. Uh, so what we, of course, what we ended up doing, I was, I did all the wrong stuff. I was like, put her in a cold shower, put her in a cold shower. And apparently that's not what you do anymore, but that's what we did. And it actually did work. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, she's hot, you know, throwing a bathtub full of ice. Like in the movie Jacob's Ladder, you just throw her in a bathtub and, and she'll she'll cool down. But that's crazy. 106 seems like, I mean, I've heard 104. Yeah, that's like she's turning into the human torch. Apparently, it's not that high for kids. I mean, I guess it's high. It's high. It definitely is a high fever. But I think kids can withstand high fevers. If it were an adult, it would be a different story. Um, but it, it just did occur to me that it's it's super important to have a plan. I mean, I know it sounds so cliche because this is what we talk about all the time, but literally I didn't know, I didn't have a plan. And, um, I, you know, I've been here for what, seven or eight months now in a new city. So I really should. And, and so yeah. now I'm starting to think about like, okay, well, where would I go for different situations? Like, I'm not a fan of travel in any form, but when I do, um, I always, before I go search and see what's the best hospital near where I'm staying, like, I'll just do that. Just because I'll say, okay, where would I want to go if something horrible happened? But I think putting together that list of like the emergency stuff and making sure like if your kid has a, a really high fever or if you have really high fever, because I always wonder like, what if you are like traveling and you're in Colorado and you're just like, if I got sick, where would I go? 
would I go to the one hospital that every local is like, no, never go to that hospital. That's terrible. They'll experiment on you <laughs> and they have no, they have no equipment there. Uh, or would you go to the one that you'd say, okay, this is where locals would want to go. And this is what they have to say. But for the most part, most hospitals, you should get a decent amount of care, at least to get you well enough to get to a better hospital if things really turn bad. I mean, actually, so who are the people that you should at least, who, who are there like the top five people that are, you know, doctors or, or mm-hmm. things like this that you should make sure to have on hand? Like, who would they be? I think it, like, I think it would sort of come back to like, if you have any sort of underlying medical things, yeah. like I was in the hospital a couple times in the fall. First of all, urgent care. No, no. I, I went there with like breathing issues. Apparently I learned throughout this process that I have asthma, but the urgent care guy was like, yeah, we can't figure out what's wrong with you. You might have like a blood clot, which makes me immediately think I'm going to die. And he was like, you need to go to the emergency room. I'm like, and so I can't breathe and I'm having a panic attack and like sobbing on top of it. And I'm just like, what? Zero out of 10. I don't recommend, <laughs> but I recommend that people check out and talk to people about which urgent cares are best because I will never go back to that one. Yeah. But like uh, when I was like at the hospital, though, like I have an ENT and that is like something, you know, that was pertaining to what I was there for. Being able to recall the doctor, even just the doctor's name, so that way they can look it up um, and find it really quickly and easily. Uh-huh. That that is having the specialist is is really good. I'd say that urgent care is when you don't want to have to wait for five or six or seven hours in an emergency room. Like if you're not sure, my appendix was about to burst, and I still don't want to go to emergency room. Uh, I went to urgent care first, just to be like, okay, I don't want to go and wait all day, and I, I should have gone to an emergency room, but. I knew that I was around there. I went through all the procedures and all that stuff. And they sent me to another place, which ended up saying, get to an emergency room right now. But it was because I've had such bad experiences with emergency rooms where I've gone there and they're like, you didn't need to come here when I was younger. And I think making sure urgent care is like a a, a cheap, quick option to say, hey, can you fix this? And if they're telling you, you have a blood clot or, you know, you might have a serious condition because they're like, look, you know, someone's cuts their arm open, we can give them a few stitches, but we're not going to be doing open heart surgery at this place. So I think for that, it's a good, like, let me just, it shouldn't panic you like it did, like they did to you. Uh, but that's usually like a quick stop, especially for people that don't have uh, good insurance. You know, you don't want to go to an emergency room because it could be a couple hundred at urgent care and everyone knows, and it'll be thousands at a hospital. Yeah. At the ER. I think I you should have a list of you know, the specialists that, you know, are like frequented in your life. Like I live and die by my ENT. I love him. And then like just talking to people, especially in a new city about like where they've had good experiences at an urgent care. Now that I had to go to the ER, I went to the same one twice and I really liked it. The level of care was great. It was pretty zen. I would recommend that if someone- Getting your list down of the places that are your go-tos is is super yeah. important so that you're just not scrambling around because it's always at those moments where you're not able you're like not able to think straight you're in a total like craziness yeah. that you're having to scramble to find and these are these are important 
decisions to make. And you don't put it off. I mean, I think I think that when it comes to those types of issues, having a primary care, and again, finding new ones isn't tough because you should ask people around where you are. So Abby, like right now, since you're new there, it's a good way to make friends and, and <laughs> say like, what doctor would you see? But also make sure it's not like my parents who would see the same crappy doctors for like 40 years because they felt beholden to them. And we're like, that person has not helped you do anything. That's the worst skin doctor. That, and no, no, we always go. And I know he sucks, but he's still someone I'm like, it's your health and it's a problem and other people can fix these. So you have to be willing to let a doctor go. And if you're not comfortable in an appointment or you don't feel, or if they make you wait every time as you show up and they're like, yeah, you have an appointment that you made in advance. Not if they see it the last minute, but if you made it like a month or two in advance and you're waiting for 15, 20, 30 minutes, walk out, be like, you know what? I understand you see people for emergencies, but I, I made that. this two months ago. And I'm not going to sit here all day in a room with sick people around. So I'd say primary care. I think other ones, like I know a lot of times when I talk to women, it's like finding that gynecologist that they're really happy with that they can go see, uh, not only for the checkups, but if they do have something flare up and they're like, you know what, this is bothering me and I want to get it checked out and I trust this person because I've also, again, talked with people who have doctors they didn't trust or someone who dismissed their, their symptoms. A lot of times you hear that, people that, that don't listen. And they'll say, oh, you're fine. You know, people deal with pain. Yeah, that happens. And if you hear that, you're like, no, yeah. there's got to be something to fix this. And I think when it comes to like now with broken bones, it's tough because to have a list prepared to say, what if I break a bone? What if I, you know, have a thyroid issue? What if I have, you know, uh, all of a sudden I have to deal with asthma or something that you've never dealt with? You kind of have to reach out to people around you. But having that first step um, is really good. This podcast is brought to you by Everplans, the app designed to guide you through securely storing and sharing your most important information. We're pretty much everywhere you are, so be sure to follow us. We're at Everplans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. See you next week.